Cliffcentral.com. Bonjour to all of you who are tuned into the Fashion Lab on Cliff Central. My name is Liz Ogumba Registrar, and I'm holding it down with my co-host Moet Peterson. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, Fashion Lab is the first fashion business radio show to go live in the world, not just in Africa. And our Fashion Lab show is focused on the different aspects, different elements, dynamics of the fashion industry in Africa and beyond through our sharp, unapologetic, uncensored conversations. And obviously, we have these conversations with key thought leaders within the fashion industry and obviously every other industry that affects the fashion industry, which is everything else, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for having us, Liz. And 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 listen, I don't know, but I see we all have on red today. Um, I, I think there's a memo that went out that said, all hosts, please come in red. But you guys, again, look absolutely gorgeous, look absolutely great. I love that jacket. Yeah, it's beautiful. Could you just describe, because you're very good at it, to yeah, our audience, because yeah. they don't so know. So the sleeves, it's a red velvet, but it's the very light velvet with um, a pinstripe, black pinstripe. The lapels are red velvet too. And we'll take a picture and so everyone can just have a peek. <laughs> it looks absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm wearing red always on my head, right? Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, and a check, a beautiful check shirt. I'm going through a country phase. I'm trying for big country hair and big country checks. I'm aiming Dolly Parton, actually. Oh, wow. Wow. Very nice. Very so nice. So, guys, let's talk about quickly, just before we get into our show, about what's really cool, what's going on with the fashion film world and the world around the photography of fashion. Yeah, well, we're going to be, uh, visit, well, we're going to be speaking with guests today who are really, um, the innovators and influencers of this field. Um, some of them been making fashion films and, um, creating beautiful photography as well as styling for many years within the South African industry and seeing how they've seen the industry evolve yeah. from print to, to digital media. Very interesting. So, so, Liz, um, your favorite fashion film? I mean, I know mine is The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> you know, what's yours, Nicola? Mine I mean, is Coco Chanel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, what's your thoughts, Nicola, when it comes to how these films um, um, interpret um, our industry as the fashion industry. I mean, a lot of it is a sign of the times. I mean, and and wardrobe plays such a significant role in in how we watch things. I know that I've watched like mini series or series or even a movie, not for the actual movie itself, yeah. but just for the fashion. You know, like something like Gossip Girl, which had not the best storyline in the world, but I would tune into it every week because I wanted to see what they were wearing. So fashion plays a very significant role in portraying what the director wants to get across. Yeah. And of course, the styling of that is imperative. It, it's what creates the authenticity of the story. Wow. I'm going to say for those who are tuned in, you're welcome to send us your tweets at Cliff Central or at Fab Fashion Lab AF. Uh, send us some of your instas and just share with us what are your um, hottest or freshest um, fashion film moments. Mm -hmm. um, today on the show, we're dissecting a subject around the value of professional photography in the fashion business. And joining us in studio today, our special guests, fashion and beauty editor of Marie Claire, Kelly Fung. Hello. Um, photographer and film director, Waldo Pretorius. 
Hello there. Director, <laughs> artist, and fashionista, Jean Thorn. Hello. And fashion designer for Moonchild, Cultwear. Moon mop. I mean, there's so many ways we are gonna get, we are gonna get into this because she, she is sitting here. She's just a, a fashion statement, a, a creative. I don't know. We'll just take this. We'll move on. But really quickly for just those of you who are tuning in again, uh, we normally have this fun segment at the end of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So keep your tweets coming. Keep your, if you want to go visual, keep your instas coming. Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram, Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. And uh, let's get this thing rolling so that we can actually share and care at the end of this show. I can't wait to hear who's wearing what. Um, so just look at you, Liz. Just, you're just going. You're just no, on, you're on this float today. I'm, I'm just I'm, like, you go, Liz. Yes, I'm you just, go. I'm just saying, anyway, welcome to the show. We've got such a beautiful, full, creative house. Vibrant. Uh, in here. And stunning. Yes, and I want to go straight to Jean. Um Morik, do you want to just um, please? You, please. You take I, I, I'm, I'm seeing you searching. <laughs> you just in the vibe going. Um, um, Jenna, welcome onto the show. Look at her; she's so very permanent, pop, and sitting up right <laughs> with her little blonde hair. She looks absolutely f- um, amazing. Um, Jenna, please share with us um, the detail around your work um, as a director, as an artist, and as a fashionista. Um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um. Work as a fashionista and artist and director. Um, I think I was asked for the, to come to the show because I did a fashion film for Suzanne Haynes a few years ago. And um, it was one of the first fashion films that we had had in South Africa. I think it was probably the third one that had been made. And, um, yeah, fat, I, I knew Suzanne from working with her within my commercials. And also I've worked a lot with Jacques from Black Coffee. He often would help me because I believe that fashion, that styling, that costume um, is very, very important in commercial work. And uh, so that's how I formed a relationship with, with fashion designers. And that's, I think, how I got my foot in the door. Wow. And you've moved into more performance and conceptual filmmaking. Um, is it a more niche type of filmmaking for those of us who don't really <laughs> have a clue about what the differences are? And I also see, obviously, that you're really focused on more commercial um, sort of commercial work, like yeah. more like advertisements and stuff. Yes, my, my, my paying job is uh, commercial work, but ultimately I want to be doing long format short films um, and ultimately I want to be doing creative work, you know, but we all have to earn a living. Um, but yes, the, like the fashion film for Suzanne was a love project and, uh, that is, that's the stuff that I thrive on. It sounds, it sounds a lot, Jenna, that you, you know, you're well experienced in your fields and because you speak with confidence and it shows that you've been quite, you've been in the industry for some time. Um, how long have you been doing this and what sets your work apart from the rest of, um, you know, the different artists and directors out there? Um, I've been a director for 10 years. And I think what I focus on, I, I'm not here to say that I'm the best, but I think that because I love it, it comes through in my work, is the art direction and, of course, the styling side. So it is an interest. So I think a lot of stylists like working with me because I treat them, I treat it as a very, it is, in my opinion, and it, it is a very important part of the filmmaking process. It's all about the look. I mean, part of your color palette has to do with what your characters are wearing. And, of course, 
the 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 character of your cast member is also comes through in what they're wearing. So it's very important that we get what our cast is wearing right. You know, you've been um you've been uh you've been a Cannes film finalist. Yes. Um, for the MSF campaign, could you just tell us a bit about that? Yes. Um, a Gareth actually tweeted it for us. Um, and it, it got, it, we got into the final, finals. We didn't, unfortunately, we didn't win anything because the competition was really tough. But, um, it was a great ad for MSF. It was a full campaign where we wanted to show the really hectic decisions that doctors have to make every single day. And we wanted to obviously compare it to our silly decisions like, should I grow a beard or a mustache? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely both. <laughs> Wow, it's interesting stuff. It's really interesting stuff. Um, we really definitely wish you the best with what you're doing. We love what you're doing. And um, obviously, I want to jump straight into Waldo because we've got a lot of conversations um, that are going on in this lab today. Um, Waldo, I'm loving every single piece of your work. I didn't really get to go through everything, but I think I would say definitely the L Free Spirit was one of my faves. Oh, great. And, <laughs> and I didn't really, I'm sure I'm going to get time to also watch um, much more of what you're doing. But as a photographer and a film director, what are your thoughts around the retail um, brands in Africa and around how the African brands or designers actually present their work to the world, either through photography or videography? I think um, in the current climate that uh, we are definitely becoming much more creative, especially in the retail aspect with regards to fashion. I think there's been a, an, a change in thinking of how to approach your retail and your advertisement in that, in that sense. Um, it's less about selling a product, I would say, and more about selling a lifestyle, a brand as such. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's, that's a reasonable answer, wouldn't and you, you say? Yeah, and, you, and would you think, I mean, obviously you're playing in the African space. I mean, do you see a lot of brands and uh, designers getting a bit more conscious about this, how, the whole packaging and how they yeah, present? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's happening. Yes, yes. And I think, Walter, sorry, I, mu I must just come in there and say your hair is absolutely, it looks amazing. Why? Why, and I'm actually you. jealous my hair's down today. Yes. I'm like, no, but your hair looks, your hair looks very dope. I like it. Well, I thank like you. It. I like your whole aesthetic. You know, very different. I do get, uh, I do get certain areas of this country where you go to where people, uh, kind of look at you with frown. Upon like you didn't do your hair. I know. <laughs> you can the tell hair. me. I, I know all about it. And Walter, as a photographer, you know, why is it, why is photography so imperative, you know, within the fashion industry? And what are the benefits of using a photographer as a fashion creative? Well, I think that everything comes down to being a form of art. Um, from the design, from the designer all the way through, you know, you start with a designer, and I actually recently I had a little bit of a bitch on Facebook about yeah. this beauty standard thing, which we might be able to get into a little yeah. bit later. But let's start off with the design aspect. So you've got a designer, and they design a piece of clothing, and then that now has to be made into a 3D object, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then we have to put that together with a person. You know, we have to portray that on how does that look on a person, obviously. Mm -hmm. And there you bring in the stylist. 
and then you bring in other things like hair and makeup. What how, you know, you're creating yeah. a piece of art. It's like a whole storyline. Yes, yeah. it's a storyline, and the final stage of that really is the film or the photography of it. Yeah, yeah. and that is the the the, the Production, the reproduction of the concepts and the visions of all of these people coming together all at once. I've got a question. Yes. Do you reinterpret what the designer shows on the runway, or do you, with the stylist in mind and the and the art director, create a new narrative? Do you, do you take it into another world? I think I think from all of our sides, you know, the designer, the stylist, hair and makeup, everybody working together. Um, it does morph into something that might have been – that's possibly different to what everybody thought it was going to be in the beginning. And I think that's quite integral as well as when you're shooting or coming up with concepts is to be open to kind of let it run its course mm. and find its own way, the the actual creative process, as opposed to trying to stick to just one way of thinking of how you wanted that to look. I mean, it is important to stick to it, but you must let it flow out into something else. Wow. Nice. Well wow. said. Yeah. What, well fasc- said. what fascinates you most about photography? What fascinates me? Wow. That's a, hmm. a big one. That's a, that's <laughs> a, I, everything, really. Um, what type of photography? Let me ask you a question, actually. Um, we, let's talk about specifically fashion, care, right? I, I mean, care we about talking. style. Yes, I want to know what is it that fascinates you or captivates you most when you're in a shoot and you're shooting and you want to capture something. It could be a fashion shoot. What is it that? What is it that that fascinates you the most, or what is it that captivates you the most that you have to capture in a certain way? What is it about your day-to-day shoots? What is, what is it? What is it that makes it? So exciting that you can't even wait to get into the project. What is it? Ah, uh, okay. I think it's kind of on, on what I just said. But um, you sit there, and usually I'm sitting in my PJs <laughs> on the couch. Everybody else is in an office. Uh, yeah, you know, no Nicola, we know about no pants day. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> We have lots of those, not necessarily together, day, not not yeah. together. I mean separately. <laughs> you better <But> stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's no pants day, sitting there and just coming up with concepts. And now I've just totally lost it because I was thinking about no pants day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Walter, being what fascinates me? Okay, I'm back on it. Uh-huh, okay, 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 I'm back on it. So what fascinates me is how. I mean, look, let's be honest in today's world. It is tricky to be completely original. Mm -hmm. Everything in a certain way has been done. Not entirely. Yeah. But most concepts are good concepts. Yeah. It's mostly about how you execute that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some really great ideas done and it looks just shit, to be honest (laughs) with you. Yeah. And I thought, well... You can take that concept and you can make it excellent. Yeah. And I think that's one of the fascinating things to me is how how you see a similar concept being done by different artists and being completely different pieces of work. Yes. Yeah. In the end. I think that's to me the most fascinating part about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm so glad you said that. And one of the pointers that you said in your whole little speech that you just gave us there. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um you know what happens? A lot of times people do not understand how important 
it is for a fashion designer or any person to work with a professional photographer, especially if you're in our field, which is the fashion industry. I mean, yes, today's phones are eight megapixel. I don't know, hundred megapixel. Oh, uh, you don't want to get <laughs> me started on the but, phone thing. But do, I will. But sit a lot here. of people take. You know, but the new collections take with their phone and then upload it, and Everybody and they don't understand the that people are watching. If I hear another person come to me and say, "Oh, you must check out this guy's Instagram account," yeah, I will lose it. So not 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 you, tell me, Walter, as a professional I, photographer, yes. how important is it for a fashion designer to work alongside? A professional photographer like yourself to like, invest to invest. <laughs> to invest. It's like yes. investment. Hopefully financially as well. <laughs> yes. um, oh, I need to be closer. Okay. Um, it's integral. It's. Uh, I've seen great clothing, again, just being shot in such a bad way that it's not doing anybody any favors, is it? And I mean. <laughs> It's it's Can not going to help you. Look bad. you yes. yes. Yeah. Can I jump in? Yes. Kelly, yes. In. <laughs> Kelly. This is where my expertise comes in. I think, um, I think what what people don't often understand is that not all photographers are created equal. Um, Very true. Some, I love that. You know, some obviously are good at, at at architecture and buildings, and some are interiors. And I think fashion photographers have a specific focus and a specific eye on how to photograph garments because that's ultimately what we're doing at the end of the yes. day we're creating pictures to showcase these garments at the best possible way so i think for designers to really invest in a photographer is imperative because you want your, your garments to look absolutely perfect you want them to understand you want your photographer to understand proportion um and how the garment moves and fabrication and it, it, it's, there's so many elements to creating a beautiful image that you can't just take a fly-by-night photographer who's really good at Photoshop or um, a wildlife photographer. It just it doesn't work that way. I suppose they don't understand, you know, not everyone understands how fashion should be, and which is fine because not everybody is into fashion. And where the focus must be because you look at a picture sometimes and you're like, but why is the tree the focus point? Exactly. When it should be on the garment, on the movement, on the structure, how is it exactly. put together? Exactly. What has she got on her head? Oh, what about what is the lion with the safari shoot taking <laughs> over and where's the dress? You know those like, this is Africa type of photo shoots where oh, you're yeah. like, who, who sent them in? And who, Anyway. Enough of that. <laughs> we could, we could, yes. Could I add to that? I also think that it's about quality. You want to have um, your garment put in the best light, literally possible, and it means that the layman. And I'm not saying that lay people shouldn't be taking photographs and not become a photographer. That would be fantastic. But it means that if you just uh, do something in your own room. You know, with no lighting, you're not doing justice for your garment. And the same goes for, for making videos, for making film. We are skilled craftsmen, artists, you know, so I think that gets disregarded. I think just to add on to what Jin is saying is, if you're a layman and please, it's not for you. There's no time. I mean, there's a, a thousand million, million things to do out there. So I think it's never too late to change careers. And honestly, if you're doing it and you're not good at it, really just leave it. Yeah. Leave it for, let the others like Gina and, and, and Waldorf and the others do their like job said, and then find something nights. else. Exactly. It's not, it's not, we're not yes. even, this is an apologetic. If you're, if it's not, if you're not, it's yeah. not working, 
change careers. Let's let's put it this way: if you're spending an hour shooting and eight hours in Photoshop, just stop whatever yes. the fuck you're yes. doing. To be honest. With you, so. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. I mean, this is the Fashion Lab um, on Cliff Central. We hold it down here every Friday from one to two p.m. Um, we are open to listen to your feedback. Um, you can tweet us, you can, um, insta us, and I'm hoping that you guys are also getting ready to share with us who and why you want to address this person. Um, we'll be right back after the break with Nicola Cooper on the trend report. This is cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Fashion Lab on Cliff Central, and we are here every Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. And today we are discussing a very important topic, the value of professional photography in the fashion business. Um, welcome back. Gosh, everyone looks so cool and so excited in here. Nicola, could you just take us through the trend report? Please. Okay, great. It's amazing to have um, such high caliber of guests in here for this particular topic because I am speaking about the rise of the fashion film. Um, even though it's not new to the fashion world, it's quite new in South Africa and in Africa. So um, these are some of the forerunners of, of the game um, in South Africa. And... Um, so we've actually seen a surge of it internationally since about 2009. And um, in 2010, um, Nick Knight, who's a very famous fashion photographer, launched showstudio.com, which is now one of the best sites you can go to um, for interactive digital fashion media. Now, the interesting thing about Nick Knight is he moved into the fashion film world um, at, because he felt that film represented fashion better than a still photography or a photograph because the movement was part of the fashion. So it's becoming quite an integral part of understanding the differentiation between fashion photography, which is a most moment captured or fashion film which either just speaks about the glorification of the garment or it is telling a narrative and telling a story. So we've seen it from like, you know, the Charlize Theron, um, where she's doing the perfume ads to the Frank Miller stuff, also perfume ads to high end fashion like Gareth Pugh, Comme de Garçon, uh, all of those doing, um, fashion films. So what's quite interesting, he's worked with, you know, from Bjork to Brad to, of course, Gaga. But what we've seen is a rise in the trend of fashion film in South Africa, and specifically with the Boca Fashion Film Festival, which we've had. And Waldo is actually one of the finalists, I think, this uh, year. No. no, that was just uh, it was just a selection. You were Not part of the selection yes, process. Yeah. Well, officially selected is what they call so, it. So, okay. <laughs> that's, that's how that's they... Me, that's how that's they me being it, told. So. Waldo is like I wasn't select, I wasn't final, but I was selected. <laughs> I was selected. Yeah. So that is a, a Mercedes Benz associated thing, um, where it's 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 actually generating the necessity for fashion films and acknowledgement of fashion films. So that's really why I asked. Um, Jenna uh, to come in today because I think it's a very interesting perspective between um, what is commercial and what is a fashion film because there's two differentiating factors. I mean, and we were spoke, speaking about it earlier before mm -hmm. the show that there's also a difference between a fashion film and a film with fashion in it. So maybe you can just clarify that for us a little. 
Um, w- regarding the fashion film, obviously, as you said earlier, a fashion film is to showcase the the movement of the garment. The fashion film I did for Suzanne Haynes was also to showcase the where she was coming from in terms of creating her garments. That particular range was all about anatomy and all about the body. So when she briefed me, we then brainstormed the body, literally, and that's why you have this operating table thing where wow. basically the blood comes out of out of the body because the body for Suzanne is the reason why you create the the pro, um the product the clothing the the body was informing that range that was inspiring her that year and that's so we created a narrative to not only sh- because it wasn't really a garment we made that garment spe- garment specifically for the show so it was the theme that we were showcasing as opposed to movement and what what everybody was wearing so that we were taking i think the fashion film a step forward because we were introducing theme and narrative and narrative yeah. and yeah. what do you do when it comes to low budget clothing and the commercialization and showing low budget clothing as something beautiful you know on television per se because, I mean, with Suzanne, it's easy because it's a beautiful garment. It's an expensive garment. But you also work in the other sphere where you're selling low-budget clothing and to the everyday person. So and yes. you and they need to aspire to that. Oh, we, um, we obviously, it goes back to making the garment look as good as it possibly can. And, and then that goes back to lighting it correctly, choosing the right people to wear the garment. Mm. And um, putting them in the right environment, choosing color palettes, all everything that a designer does, but but taking it one step forward to the actual picture that you're seeing or the story that you're telling within a commercial um, aspect. And obviously, we have to consider other things like the branding of the product. For example, Nivea has a whole world of blue or dawn and ponds kind of going to a pinkish. So it's all kind of subconscious and, you know, you're telling a message constantly with little details. Constantly. I mean, the garment, like I said earlier, the garment's the character, the garment's the brand. Okay, so, you know, the fashion film is becoming such a major trend. We saw American Vogue um, doing the cover girl fashion film with the um, actress Lena Dunham. And the film was shared over 14,000 times on wow. Facebook. It's quite interesting because she's not the female archetype. Yeah, and it's associated with Vogue. So when Vogue's doing it, you know it's a trend. And I'm going to ask <laughs> Kelly about this one. Like, how is South Africa? fashion magazines living with the the trend of the fashion film? Well, I think fashion as a whole is a reflection of our time. So, you know, when we when we bring in people like Lena Dunham, it's just, it's really us saying, we're giving them a nod. Yes, they, they, people are relevant in this time. People are looking to them as a voice, as inspiration, not only in fashion, but in, in, in daily life. I mean, before, I think in previous times, Lena Dunham would never have been considered someone as a like a fashion icon or uh, someone to to copy or 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 try and emulate, um, but just because I think of how our society is moving towards perhaps not the typical model, the t- typical supermodel as your front cover star, um, it just says so, so much about our times. I know it's so unfortunate, and then we kind of got put out in business, out of business. But anyway, yeah, moving on along. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone can now be on the covers and stuff. It's a bit. Um, 
it's a bit painful, but uh, I think it's I think it's quite interesting because now we're even moving to like shorter films now. And Waldo's going to smack me for saying Instagram, but <laughs> literally you've got 15 seconds, and you're seeing a lot of pe- a lot of designers, a lot of fashion houses, a lot of fashion magazine generating that 15 seconds to grab um, your viewer. And you know because we actually statistically have an attention span of eight seconds, which is one second less than a goldfish. Um, this is really something that's starting to be a major trend is these short 15 second bites on Instagram with, co- with the correct hashtags driving to fashion houses. Talk to me about it. Um, look, I'm not worried about Instagram as such. Like you said, Nicola, I'm not going to slap you. Don't worry. Okay. Thank God. Um, unless you ask me to. <laughs> No pants. No pants. No <laughs> pants slap day. Um, really, it's it's not the structured things that I dislike on Instagram as such. And I think what you're talking about is something slightly different. Um, it is a structured product as opposed to taking a little snap and slapping a filter on it. Mm. Um and then, like we said before, and then calling yourself a photographer and so on. Um, but I think these little snippets are actually excellent. Yes. Um, the fact that Instagram has moved into some video as well. Yes. Um, it is a very large platform. And uh, good job. Uh, can I just uh-huh. ask Moonchild a yes, question? Say, because okay, she's sitting here all yes, quietly. Can we just introduce you and welcome to the show? You haven't said anything. Yeah, and you're I so felt quiet for a singer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, welcome to the show, Moonchild. Yeah. Um, Caltwear. And, um, my good old friend. Yes. Nicola, <laughs> would you like to start or can I just shoot straight into? I, I would like to ask her because she's got a very, very distinct style. Where, and I've been following her sounding <laughs> a little bit like a stalker, but, um, her style comes across very much in her music videos. And I think mm-hmm. your aesthetic is very important in the same way as fashion film and fashion mm-hmm. photography. You are very aware of what you are saying to your audience mm-hmm. with your style, right? Tell yeah. us about it. Uh, well, um, but I guess like everything for me, my style translates into the music and now obviously into gallery spaces, but it's, um, the whole thing, I call it selling sex in a candy store. Um, um, it's not like, it's, it's, it's not like a out there provocativeness, but it's like a confusion between, oh, you look so yum. I want to like eat you like, huh? I want to eat you like, you say noonies. So you really always kind of caught in between. <laughs> um, and also with the whole Instagram video thing, like I remember because you get so many last minute clients, it, um, I, I've started just like taking a video. Like I'll take a video and say hashtag um, Moonchild Caltwit as a dress in 24 hours. And so I record the whole process and it's like little, lit, literally those little, the short videos, but people are like, Oh, we're, we're tuned in, whatever. Mm. But like it's made a difference and you start seeing a lot of people wanting, I mean, being interested. And yes, they'll call you last minute because they've seen you in action, um, and things like that. But it's so the instant, it doesn't look professional. <laughs> But with regards to selling the I do emergency dresses thing and I'm, I'm recording it as I go and I'll do it in eight hours instead of the 24, that's my way of pushing it in those little seconds and showing you what it is that I can do instead of just telling you. I think it's such a great way to be interactive with 
with the brand. Yeah, and brand. people are really, really, they love you. They're complete fans. And I think mm-hmm. it's such a nice way to, for you to become quite personal with your, with your clients. Yeah. And, your yes. and I yeah. think just when you look at Moonchild, her hair is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Her aesthetic is so strong that when she walks into a room, your presence, people check to recheck. I call it check to recheck. You know, and they look and they look again. <laughs> I mean, because you have a presence when you step in. Um, Moonchild, as a, a fashion designer, mm-hmm. you know, that's within the industry. How important do you think um, it is using um, photography, you know, in your business and to push your business? For example, you know, we all create collections on collections on collections. Mm-hmm. But for us to interpret those collections to our audience, how mm-hmm. important f- coming from you? Is photography. Well, I mean, I'll, it's also that, like, I do understand the using a professional um, all the time to sell your clothing with how what um, she's saying about, um, sorry, the name? Je- Jenna, I was going to say Gina. <laughs> uh, how Jenna is saying, like, with the environment and all that jazz, so you can't obviously just shoot anywhere. Um, and especially when, like, people start hearing more about you, they want to offer, and, like, students and what, and, and everything. And you kind of, like, at times need to learn to say no because Absolutely. you yeah because like it's yes you do understand it's for their portfolio and they're driven and they want to do it but like it's not how you want to be put out there so and also this thing is kind of new to me now i'm like mother teresa like we're like oh okay for a school project okay cool come i'll, I'll help you and then my management was like nah honey this is not um the more famous you become, the more up. you say no, <laughs> by the way. So I'm also kind of learning. That that's why I think I was quite even like in the beginning because I was just like learning a couple of things as well and like how to, how, what the difference between nice, between being just being nice and uh, what's the other one? Professional. I'm putting your foot down and saying no. Yeah. Like, I am now in business. You know what I mean? Yes. You're so creative from Moon Mop. I just learned the. <laughs> is that the term name? for your hair? Yeah, the term. Yeah, she's even. City Press took out the statement when I copy. Um, I copy. I've copywritten the hair. Have you? That's yeah. wow. <laughs> I need to do that with my hair too. Uh, honey, make you have to tell me. Listen, from your moon mop, which yes. is that signature piece there with the teal, um, stylish mm-hmm. hair, to the music, to the design. When consulting with a photographer, how to plan your shoot? How? What is the process? How do you? How do you work? with your photographers, what process do you go through to be able to make sure that they capture whatever it is, whether it's your collection or your music, exactly the way you intended it to be? Um, like I do hear they, what they what ideas they have because obviously they know, uh, they kind of before I meet them, I have to send my staff and kind of tell them what the whole idea is and what the whole brand is about. So um, then we go through the whole storyboard, vibes, after sharing the ideas, we des- we decide um, what's going to work, what's not. It's kind of a bit of it's a bit of a process, um, and then after that, we set up, we plan, and we go. But like, I'm such a jumper. Like, if I get out of here now and I have an idea, I'm just like, oh, cool, I've got an idea. Let me go back. <laughs> okay, I want to do a range tomorrow. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm such a. I'll if I hit the rock at the bottom, I'll feel it there and I'll get up or whatever. What about but I working this- with professionals like Kelly, like? How do you engage with one another? Because Moonchild's got a very distinctive look mm-hmm. and, and, and Kelly is a stylist. So how do you make sure you remain you and Kelly, you get the image that you want? I think it's always a collaborative process, it is. isn't it? Yeah. And sometimes I'm so fussy. <laughs> like I'm very fussy. Most of be. the time you I have, have my own clothes. Most of the times I have my own clothes. Like I've had, I've, I've, 
type disagreements with stylists, I'm like, I am not going to wear this. I'm, uh, that's not my vibe. And I'm not going to sell something that's not me. I understand what the, what the whole thing is about. I could rock it in a different way. Like I'm very, okay, that is one part I don't compromise on. Like I know I don't, I personally do not wear African print and I do not wear beads. Oh my God. I'm African. You're and like, I feel like <laughs> my, it's, it's a personal thing, even in it's your school, aesthetic. Yes. It's, I, I feel like I'm born in Africa and therefore whatever it is that I do, is African already and for me I don't I don't rock with it I don't listening you tuned into the fashion lab right here on cliffcentral.com my name is Mike Peterson and with me in studio is my co-host Lizzo Gumbum and our senior trend analyst and we speaking about photography Kelly's sitting there and she has been interacting with us <laughs> Kelly Fung um, fashion and beauty editor of Marie Claire I, I had to say that right because I know Liz will just jump in and say she's Marie Claire she's giving me the eye already she's giving me the eye already <laughs> welcome to the show Kelly Thank you. of course Thank you. we've been um, having you with your input in and out um, I was going to say you know congratulations first of all for four years just yep. four years now at four Marie Claire, Marie Claire. Yeah. and that's a very long time because I don't normally I don't know about the rest but I don't see editors staying for that long <laughs> But congratulations, we love what you're doing. Um, you. Do you feel through your work, um, I know that before you were with Heat Magazine and you were with SL as well, do you feel that you have um, a really, uh, do you have a big role in being able to change things around? Because obviously coming from Heat and SL to Marie Claire and then four years in Marie Claire, how powerful are you in your space? And are you able to um, also really um, influence What's happening from a creative space, from a fashion space, um, in the, in the, in the magazine? And not just fashion based on which designers we see and, and, and the fashion pages and whatever, but what, you know, what other elements, like the photography, the way that things are done in the fashion industry? Are, are you able to influence that? And, and to how much are you seeing a change? Where do you see the future? Firstly, of it? I have to say I love the way you say Marie Claire. <laughs> that's I, I that's what I said, Kelly. I was like Marie Claire, and I looked at her, and like she just me. gave me that thing. I've been in South Africa, you Marie Claire. <laughs> <laughs> so, firstly, beautiful. Um, I have been with the brand for four years now, and and you ask how influential um, can I be? Well, I think. You know, the, the bottom line is South Africa is such a small fashion industry. We are small and we are growing. So I think, well, hoping that in, in my, in my, in my small way, I'm helping to grow this industry and, and support young designers like Moonchild. Um, and get people to realize that it's not all about international brands. I mean, to, to make our industry grow. Absolutely. It's about yes. putting emphasis on the younger designers, the local designers, local design, local manufacturing. Um, so that's really a big thing for me and my work. Um, I think in the last, the last issue, I, I put out a, a fashion editorial with a lot of local designers because it can live alongside your Dolce Gabbana, mm. your Chanel. Mm. It can. We are on that level. We just need to push it and we need to allow the, I think, readers and, and people who are buying fashion to realize that the local is a choice. <laughs> Kelly, as, as, um, the fashion and beauty editor of Marie Claire. Mm. <laughs> Do our photographers actually capture um, the story, the storyline correctly? Because as we know, for every photo shoot that one does, there's actually a storyline. There's a body and how it should end and how it should start. Do you think that the photographers, you know, do they capture that storyline 
the storyline, sorry, correctly and interpret it actually in the way that the fashion designer wants to tell her story? Well, I think with a brand like Marie Claire that it is very trusted, designers do look to us to allow us to interpret their garments. Often they don't have, I mean, in terms in like day-to-day um, productions, often designers trust us. By trusting us, they allow us to use their garment, hoping that we will style it, hope we will portray it in the way that they want it. So they're not necessarily on, on the production with us. So you as the editor dictate the final mm, look and the do. final outcome of and that is, that the storyline. That is our job to interpret pieces to, to make it more palatable for an audience, for a reader, make it, make it more understandable. So you're with the photographers like Waldo, we work together to produce an image to uh, that enables the readers to understand what we're, what we're trying to say, but what you, the design yeah. is trying to say. Sorry, I was going to say, but you obviously care about the design. Even if the designer's not there, you care about the aesthetic, you care about Absolutely. what they're Absolutely. doing. Because that's the worst is when they've taken my clothes as a designer and I look at them and it looks like yes. vomit in the Absolutely. fashion pages. I'm like, what are these people doing? Oh, Absolutely. I think it's it's so imperative that we, we share, a, we share a, a visual goal and that we want to, we want to portray this garment in the best possible light. I think we want to sell it for the we want to sell it for the for designer. The mm-hmm. I think from a trends perspective, we refer to you guys as gatekeepers, <laughs> um, because you have that power. You have the power to make someone famous because a lot of people read your magazine and and, and view the images. I mean, you determine what is going to be fashionable. Um, so as a gatekeeper, it's so wonderful to see. Um, acknowledgement of local designs from such a phenomenal um, uh, print magazine and holding force from a gatekeeper's perspective. Because if you valuing local, it means all your readers are valuing local as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's putting light. It's allowing people to re- know that, yes, Moonchild is available. She, you can get it from here and here and here. She does this. This is what she's trying to say. That's where we That's where we come in. The, we, we, we send out the message, basically. But Kelly, at the end, do make Magazines generally contribute positively on sales profits, you know, when featuring a specific designer. And does photography play an important role when it comes to selling a designer's particular brand? And in, in, in instance, for instance, now with Marie Claire. Well, I think, yes, absolutely. I think um, our entire job, really, in a nutshell, is to put pieces out there and make them sellable, make them available. Because I suppose any consumer doesn't know what, what is out there all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's our job to put it out there. And hopefully, yes, it does translate into sales for designers, um, getting people to know young designers like Richard Benisi, like Aikido, like... Nicholas Coots. No one would really have, I don't know if they have the tools to market themselves in the way that we market them. If we get behind a designer, if we support them, people are, people become aware of them. Kelly, are you going to cover gonna us? Say, yeah, but I was also going to say, I'm no longer receiving, I know that this is not for you, the audience and everyone else, but I, I don't I know why I'm no longer receiving the fashion briefs. I don't know what happened, but I, I am a designer too, and I'm, yeah. I, I'm no longer we receiving the briefs. We need to, we need to re-add you on so the we'll brief list. Add, yes, yes, please. please. Thank Me you. And, just, <laughs> yes, and since you. everyone is putting in requests in, Kelly, please cover Fashion Lab Radio Show. <laughs> please give us a cover. We are the very first fashion business radio talk show to go live globally. In, in the world. So a Let's nice talk. piece. But yeah. in Marie Claire would be nice. I mean, I am photogenic, am I not? <laughs> and and, and to add on to that, our audience who's listening to you, if you're no longer receiving briefs like me, just 
Reach out to mail, us, please. I will add you next one if you get the briefs. <laughs> Equal I, opportunity. I would Done. just quickly like to comment on that question that you had about um, does does it actually affect sales? Yeah, the photography and that kind of thing. I had a I had a shoot that I did, and I uh, decided to shoot it very low angles and very wide angles as well, mm-hmm. uh, meaning I was basically lying on the ground and um, <laughs> looking up and. When that happens, the shoes are quite massive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually heard back from the magazine afterwards that those shoes had sold ridiculously well just because basically they were so big. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, when we put it all together, the way that you shoot it and the way that we approach it, you know, people like Kelly, me and Jenna and Moonchild and everybody together, the way that you approach it, does make a difference and it does affect the cells indefinitely. Yeah. I agree. Wow. Guys, wow. this is so exciting. I know we can go on and on. Kelly, uh, do you want to just share your Twitter handle or whatever, however way that people can actually connect with you? And we'll just run across the table so we can get to the fun segment of the show. Sure. My, um, I'm more on Instagram, which is um, x underscore Kelly Fung underscore x. Is that, is that complicated? <laughs> I think just say it again. X underscore Kelly Fung underscore X. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, well, I don't know if anybody's ever heard someone say, where is Waldo? But uh, <laughs> that's, that's me. So on Twitter, it would be at where is the Waldo? Because, you know. And Waldo then there's yeah. Instagram is just Waldo Pretorius. Hello, this is Jana. Um, you can find me at www.heydarling.tv. That's where you'll see my showreel. And my handle is at Jana Turan. That's J-E-A-N-A-T-H-E-R-O-N. <laughs> I was going to say like Charlize Turan. <laughs> <laughs> Moonchild, go, go. My, my Twitter handle, yo, yeah, Twitter, Twitter handle, Moonchild underscore SA. And on Instagram, it's moonchild underscore SA as well. Um, yeah. Website? Website. Uh, my boyfriend dumped me and he took it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's another show. Guys, it's, you, it's been so great having you guys. And Thank now we're you. obviously moving to the end of our show. We've got this very fun segment. For our listeners who are tuned in, I hope that you got time to think about who and why. And we are a full house here. Very fun, cool people in that area, you know? Absolutely. And we're start, yeah, and we're going to start from... I want to say from Morwick and he'll ask you why. No, but, but why. you can. You can today. I'm okay. ready for you. All right. Yeah. We're going to start ready. from Morwick. It's I'm a quick, ready. who would you want to dress and why? And we'll just take it around the table. My choice for today is who I would like to dress is Lionel Richim. I think Lionel needs to come away Lionel. from the olden times. Um, I love working with people and, you know, dressing people that has a nice... Um, strong, masculine, but yet still that metrosexual, the guy that looks after himself. And I think getting him into a nice fitted, tailored suit and cleaning him up would just bring back the Lionel Richie. And change you know? that, and change that perm. Perm is gone. <laughs> Nicola, <laughs> the perm. I, I'm going to have to generalize. Um, the Cape Town man needs to know that hipsterism has left the building. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And for I, I need to go around undressing some men from plaid shirts and, and certain items of clothing. I think Cape Town, you need to know this. Hipsterism has left 
the building. <laughs> Hashtag ask Nicola Cooper. She'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Can I just agree with Nicola on that one? <laughs> um, for me, also the man bun. I did happen to see someone at the airport the other day wearing one with bootleg jeans and sneakers. Oh, no. Not sneakers, tackies, running shoes. And I knew it was over. It was over. <laughs> so I'll just stick with that. I'll, I'm with Nicola on that one. <laughs> Um, absolutely there with Nicola as well. Um, I'm just sitting here scanning through people that I'd like to dress, but I'm just coming up with ideas of who I'd like to undress mainly. Um, so, who would you like to undress? Uh, so, we'll, so we'll skip that, I think. Maybe let's go to Jenna. Jenna. I'd like to... Um, dress Moonchild's ex-boyfriend in African print and beads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I'd like to dress, I'd like to dress the Durban girls, um, because they seem to have it confused when they take small size jeans and they think they, um, skinny jeans and they have muffin tops. And they think small sized bras are push up bras and they have waterfalls. So it's a Durban thing, it's a problem. Suddenly, don't go chasing waterfalls came into my head. <laughs> Miss Liz? Guys, this is so hilarious. I've been thinking as well and I wasn't very prepared. So I think I want to dress. And I was thinking of the worst person ever, worst case scenario, but because there's been so many jokes, um, I'm, I want to dress Ciara. I think Ciara is hot. She's got an amazing body. She's got beautiful structure just from the face all the way down. So I think I'll, it's a bit boring, but I would want to dress her and make her even more feminine. But where know? is she these days? She's, She's so there. Quiet. She's there. She's there. Google her. Or <laughs> 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 ask Nicola. <laughs> Guys, you have all been absolutely um, okay, Walter I think wanted some, to yeah, say Walter sorry. maybe oh. remembered who he wants to yes. address. No, no, no. I actually just wanted to make a comment, and it's along the lines of what Nicola was Nicola was saying. You know, the hipster thing is over. Please, ladies. Um, I just actually had to look underneath the table here to see that nobody was wearing any pumps. But just stop. <laughs> yeah. Just stop with um, the pumps, please. <laughs> <laughs> and peplum dresses. Peplum anything. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we can go on and on. Thank you. You guys were absolutely phenomenal. You guys were absolutely vibrant. Moonchild, thank you. Jenna, Waldo, Kelly, um, our senior trend analyst, Nicola Cooper, thank you for giving us that amazing trend report. My co-host, Liz Ogumbo, she's absolutely amazing, um, anchoring the show in the strongest way possible. It's been a good, good, good show. Thank you so much to all our listeners for listening. Have a fantastic, fantastic day ahead of you. Ciao, and, jo- ciao. and join us. Join us. www.lizogumbo.com. <laughs> Just edit that out. Join us at www.fashionlabafrica.com. This is where we be. We hold it down. And don't forget to tune in again every Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. This is cliffcentral.com.